0: Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Takudog, joined by the legendary professor, Jet Force Gemini.
1: And yeah, we're, we're back to the tried and true intro.
0: You, you can't go wrong with a classic, you know?
1: <laughs> it is fun to mix it up, though.
0: I, I do. We, we like to keep you all on your toes, like last week. That was a good one.
1: <laughs> Who would have
0: thought it would ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. If you are new around here, welcome. We are a PvP podcast that deals with the lower lower tiers of the Sylph Arena factions that just wrapped up their third cycle, going into their fourth cycle, which I found out about a couple of days ago.
1: They have been kind of wishy-washy on what this season is actually going to entail.
0: <laughs> that and the fact that their their little infographic goes all the way to cycle three and I got big confused until somebody had to clarify, no, no, Taco, we're, we're doing cycle four. I said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll make sure to sign up my team in case we get promoted. Yeah, just in case. That's called foreshadowing. But hope you all had a wonderful week. If you went to the Vegas Hoenn Tour, I hope you guys were able to play as much as you were able to, and you guys had completely bug-free experiences.
1: I hope you were able to play. Full stop. <laughs>
0: However, we do have a little bit of some Sylph and Niantic news. As of this recording, Sylph teased an image of the of the second wave. It is a dragon. It looks like a dragon egg. I'm going to call it a dragon egg. And a snowflake.
1: Now I need to go remind myself what they look like. I was like, I remember the oh. egg. I didn't remember it looking dragonish.
0: The The, the, the other... Well, I, I mean, if it looks like an egg, I'm going to call it a dragon egg because dragons are cool.
1: No argument here.
0: And it's then a, by the time... It's
1: a little, it's a little bit like a, one of those Russian doll eggs. It's kind of egg within an eggshell.
0: Babushka doll, I think that's what it's called. I could be completely wrong, and the, our one Russian y- r- listener is just like, you're wrong, taco!
1: And then the other one's like kind of atomic. That's <laughs> kind of neat.
0: They are really nice. I hope that I hope we get some more information on them soon, but by the time this episode goes live, everyone will know what it is and they're gonna be they're gonna tell us taco how could you not know what it is the power of editing we we
1: get to weigh in before we know
0: that's the that's the cutting edge of our breaking news from them however (laughs) the other bit however the other bit of news is that we are going to have the global global hoenn tour and i'm honestly going to use it as an excuse to hang out with a couple of buddies and we're going to try to catch as many hoen chinese get all the primal raids and definitely not try to throw a bunch of incubators and try to hatch 10 kilometer eggs
1: <laughs> i was, I was going to ask you if there was any of the new stuff in particular that you were after because there there are kind of uh in my opinion, few too many of them egg locked, so it's it's just it's. I was I was curious where you would lean. as, like, of course, it's eggs.
0: The only one that I would probably want to hunt would be a shiny, PvP Relican. I don't know why.
1: So, so you're you're trying to trade shiny Relicans?
0: Yeah, that's probably what I'm gonna end up doing.
1: It's like otherwise you're stuck with
0: egg IVs. Yeah, that's pretty much what we're gonna have what we're gonna try to do. But you know, maybe I can get a a lucky a lucky shiny relicant and power it up to the Ultra League and just head smash every or hey yeah, head smash everything when it gets a community day.
1: And then you're gonna feel extra good about using all those incubators.
0: <laughs> I have to justify my I have to justify the cost to my wife before she yells at me for spending a lot of money on this game. <laughs>
1: I mean, at least this time there isn't a ticket, so it's it's just you had to complete that research from this past weekend, and then you're good to go, unless you wanted the $5 Masterwork one for the Jirachi.
0: Do I want the Jirachi? Maybe. But I know okay. I do. <laughs> it's a shiny mythical, so I'm going to probably say take my money.
1: One of the better shinies, too.
0: It, it really is. It's not like, it's not like a great, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A great, like, in your face, I'm shiny, look at me, like Mew is. But it's also not like, oh my goodness, this is an abomination, like the shiny Celebi was. Yeah, hot take, I didn't like the shiny Celebi.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm more offended by the ones that you have to say, is it shiny? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like Pikachu or Garchomp.
1: Yeah, Gengar, Meowth. The the usual suspects are just like. Is it though?
0: It's shiny in your heart. That's that's how you know that the shiny count is just incredibly inflated.
1: Yeah, I, I just I just like my shinies to be noticeable, and then beyond beyond that point, it's it's kind of. Up to up to theme, I guess, is is then kind of the secondary part. Is like, does it does it do anything for the the lore of the critter?
0: It does its best. That's like my go-to phrase. If anything just doesn't fit <laughs> or isn't great in a meta, yes, yeah, sadly, it's like it's it's there. Sorry, speedy speedy boys like Neuvern That's like the pro- oh, and, and speed form Deoxys. They're just not as good as like if you're an attack weighted mon or if you're just a naturally bulky mon. It's big sad.
1: It does mean that there's other Pokemon that get to shine compared to the other games, so some variety at at
0: any rate. Some variety. Have you have you jumped into to the Go Battle League in Open Ultra? Or excuse me, Open Great League? Oh yeah. How's that for variety?
1: <laughs> I don't mean internally.
0: I just mean compared
1: to like the the main games where the the full stat product matters the most and as soon as speed is no longer an equation, you get a different set of
0: stuff that can do well. And that's why Trick Room teams are incredibly fun to play.
1: Yeah, and that, and that's why I feel the the Pokemon Go community is kind of like a good portion of them have no idea that they're, they've they been coerced into loving Trick Room Pokemon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know some of the players are going to be wondering, what's Trick Room? What's this? Don't worry. If you've played main series games, if you know, you know. If you haven't, just don't get into competitive main series.
1: I think they get it. It's like, when speed doesn't matter, if, if it's a low speed, then the other stats matter more.
0: Fair. I still like to. I still like my hyper offense team. I'll be slow, but I will hit you like a truck.
1: Yeah, as as long as you can soak, then that that works out. But it get, it can be tricky when you know you're not going to hit first.
0: True. Already
1: trick room. Yay.
0: <laughs> it all comes full circle. <laughs> Speaking of coming full circle, <laughs> oh my god, that is you are absolutely right, Jed. It is now time to cover the last the last bout in Cycle 3 and crown our new champions. As always, we're going to start at the bottom in Open tier, and jumping straight into it headfirst, I cannot believe how wild that NA Open was with its finish. I'm just glad we had
1: legitimate pairings for the last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, nobody had a bye week this week, which was fun.
1: I am a little upset that there were no ties after there were three or four teams that started 2-0, which was the formula, and the two weeks before that, we had ties. So,
0: Right, but you know, in this one, just they kind of went, okay, this is the last bout, promotions are on the line, we have to do this. In open tier, there were three spots for promotion up, and coincidentally... For all the for all of the the banter we gave Barktown Boomers before the bout, they go up against the team that we beat and they ended up losing thirteen to eight. But because we ended up with the same amount of wins in the head to head, Sylph decided, you know, dragons really aren't our favorite. We're gonna put Walrin on top. So they they tried to say that or the computer tried to say that finit, or that Sub-Zero finished third but we know that's a lie because DeNair don't care finished third because head to head according to the referees and I do want to point out it wasn't me that asked for clarification it was another captain in another or in another conference but the arena's the arena's rulings are final so we're going off of them
1: it is funny that Despite them clarifying that the the listing is still the other way around, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but thankfully because there's there's four promotion slots from open, it do, it doesn't matter.
0: Yep. So Barktown Boomers, Battle Boys, Sub Zero, Diner Don't Care have all clinched their spots into promotion for the Iron Tier. So congratulations to all of those teams and all of those trainers that did. That work their heart, that I guess work their their tails off, to make sure that week in and week out they want. They made sure that they have now left the chaos of open tier and have now moved on to the controlled chaos of iron tier.
1: It's the the, the gauntlet. They've they've gotten away from the algorithm of post bout six open, and <laughs> now we just get to see each other again real soon.
0: Right. And there was a surprising fit. Uh, as of so, quick disclaimer: as of this recording, only one team <laughs> has confirmed that they will not be returning in the next cycle. So a fifth open tier is going to join the ranks of the Iron Tier, and that team, as of the as of this recording, is Grievard Underdogs, who was able to take a two-win jump over northeast battlers bastodons 111 to 109
1: and that's one of those teams that we would have probably played next like if, if there was another week so <laughs> kind, of, kind of fun to be to know that we'll get our shot pretty soon
0: right would you say that i mean not to jinx it too much but would you say that dna don't care Having fought these top teams, kind of knows what to expect a little bit going into Iron Tier, except Grievard. We can make that statement, can't we?
1: I mean, l- literally, we can because we played all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing controversial. Of yeah, we played those teams, so we have that going for us, I guess. Like, because um, Sub Zero didn't? Did they play Battle Boys? I don't even remember. Like, know how these things ended up at
0: the end it was a it was a great circle of well you know circle of suck they did not
1: yeah so yeah we we have that on them where it's like but they did we got the strats but they did they did play grievard so they have that on us where
0: that's true so sub-zero if you guys give us the strats on grievard we'll give you the strats on battle boys you know faction to faction uh scrims anyone you know But on that note, the biggest the biggest surprise honestly was Sub-0 was Sub-0 beating Barktown because I legitimately thought that Barktown was just going to say, "Nah, we're sweeping this whole thing and nobody's going to nobody's going to stand in our way." But I guess since they clinched double from or since they clinched the win last week, it wasn't the biggest deal in the world to them. I don't know.
1: They did have a few players in new positions, so I I know that can can factor in, and they were able to do that comfortably because they were already two bouts ahead of anyone else, so again, they were going to be number one no matter what.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And just kind of looking, kind of diving in a little bit before we, kind of diving in before I want to, I want to take a look at another team which was the queen bees those the cinderella bees is what i'm going to refer to them as this year unfortunately the clock had struck midnight and they were unable to go up against they were unable to pull out the win against battle boys taking a 13 to 8 loss but they can but if it's any consolation they put more points up than our team did when we faced them a couple of weeks ago
1: definitely counts for something well and even just being in that position of fighting for a promotion spot after going down two bouts early in the cycle that uh, speaks to how well they've done the whole rest of the cycle
0: yeah i'm really glad we faced them early in the early in the cycle so that that way everyone's still kind of getting their getting their feet wet because i would not want to fight against queen bees again later in the season when they were just rattling off wins
1: yeah they had what was it a five win streak there at the end
0: yeah five game winning streak which is the second largest win streak this cycle right behind barktown boomers who had an eight game winning streak because you know they started eight (laughs) no
1: they didn't (laughs) lose until last week so (laughs)
0: <laughs> Tacos Math, Tacos Corner, or Tacos Math Corner. The
1: more you know.
0: And so with that, Grievard Underdogs also taking a 12-9 to victory. And then Roastlark Bow, and this was kind of, this was a little odd. So at the end of the cycle, like Sunday night, I, I was looking at the scores, and Rosark Bow had lost 16-5. to But when I woke up in the morning, it was 13-8. to So it looks like a 3-0 was moved somewhere. And I'm not sure where, but I'm going to guess it was probably a communication issue for something to flip back and forth like that. Maybe there was some new evidence that was brought in in the dispute. I don't know, but I'm not going to speculate on that too much.
1: Even with three more points, they still lost to the Bastiodons.
0: That's true. So, <laughs> unfortunately, Bastiodons misses, is in six, misses out on one place for the time being, because that... It never fails. At least another another faction disband, or at least two factions disband at the end of every cycle, as the pattern has shown. So they might be promoted into Iron Tier as well. But we'll wait and see. All right. So moving on into the breakdown. We had a talking Pikachu moving into their usual spot of open into Vanguard. Brings a pretty meta line all things considered, and was able to take a 2-1 victory over Trainer Trainer Ram.
1: I, I appreciate the, the Glade and the Melodic.
0: I, I really enjoy the Milotic like as well. Even,
1: even the Sudowoodo is the secondary rock type compared to how much Regirock we've seen.
0: Right. And I think Sudowoodo can beat Regirock because it has access to counter, and then hit rock and then fire off the rock slides faster they can get to the regirock can get to like focus blast or stone edge if i'm not mistaken
1: i don't know if it wins just like the the zero or anything like that but as far as consistency goes the the pseudo i I think takes it because it's got a little bit more well-rounded damage just (laughs) compared to the (laughs) lock on user
0: gotcha yeah, and it also looks like in the in the second slot, we had Star Party, brought a Quagsire instead of the normal Fighter, which that spot has pretty much been locked to, brought a Quagsire and a Stunfisk, and of course the mascot, Dragonair, up against OG Player One's Lapras, Primeape, Kaffa, Drudagon. that's a pretty spicy Dragon pick, not one we've seen a lot of, Wiscash and then Bird Jesus himself, Pidgeot.
1: It is the one, though, that or one of the set that has Night Slash for the Ghosts, which is handy. Especially when the normal Dragonair set, if if you're expecting that, gets so hardwalled by the Jellicent. It's like Yeah, not not this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so with unfortunately Star Party took a took a zero to three on that one. So congrats to OG Player One on tipping the scales back into Sub Zero's favor ember you know yeah the only the only note that I'm gonna say is that Fukian the cap- the on, captain the captain <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to get demonetized just yet was moved from the ultra league spot into the into the what's the word I'm looking for into the ember slot which is pretty neat specimen unknown loses to Betsy and Calvin two to one. And here's a, here, I kind of want to break this team down a little bit. Betsy and Calvin brought Double Bug, Double Fairy into yes, Double Pseudo Dragon? I don't know what other Pseudo Dragon you're seeing, but... Dragon Knight, Dragon Breath, Gyarados? Okay. That's at least what I'm thinking, but I think with the Double Fairies, would would Waterfall be the better play? Because you have so many things that resist Dragon on, the, on Betsy's side.
1: Yeah, and, and really just giving up the mirror, so for your consistent damage, and I know know we've said it a lot, but Gyarados has just been the the quiet champion, I think, of this cycle for Master League.
0: That is true, I will give Gyarados... I gotta give Gyarados credit where credit is due, you know?
1: It's just been the Swiss army knife for taking apart so many teams.
0: Yep, and if I... And after the the episode, I think it was a couple of episodes ago, Betsy actually broke down the the play by play of how they were able to pull off, however they would pull off a victory with a with a Lego, which I was very confused about, but she made it work. She really did. But kind of looking at so both of them brought Florges, and both of them brought Gyarados. But I think the I think the Zacian can beat the Dragon can beat Dragonite. And then you can threaten the Melmetal. I'm going to assume close combat. You can threaten Melmetal with that as well. And then Mega Scizor and Buzzwool can kind of make Mewtwo not want to come out and play. That's my... that's my uh, What's the word I'm looking for? That's my thought process behind this.
1: Yeah, and I, I favor Betsy and Kelvin's team here just as far as they had a lot of threats that Specimen had to line up. Perfectly to, to pull off a win, and they did, so I mean, still credit there for getting that win when Zacian and Mega Scissor are looking rather strong into this team.
0: Yeah, especially with Mega Scissors. I think the the set you want to run is Iron Head and Night Slash, or maybe uh, X Scissor and Night Slash. Because you can go fishing for boost if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, and un- unless there's something that you actually want to hit with the X-Scissor or y- you need Weird. that five energy difference between X-Scissor and Night Slash. But I-, I feel like that's that's rarer as soon as you actually get into Master League.
0: Yeah, but I was also going to say you would want to hit X... Oh, wait. Duh, X-Scissor and Night Slash are both super effective against me, too. Sure ha- I'm learning my tight matchups slowly but surely, okay? Okay. <laughs> I promise I'll be so, better than my than my twenty nine percent win rate <laughs> in factions this past cycle.
1: So you you held it down. You you played most of the weeks.
0: I played. That's that's what we're gonna go with. I played. You showed up, and you you did all the admin
1: stuff, which is super valuable.
0: That's the yeah. That's honestly the best point. But you know. I'm glad that that, cycle, that Ember's over. I was able to close out on a two-one victory. So I I lost. I won the first one, and I lo- and I won the last one. We don't talk about bouts two through eight, okay?
1: <laughs> the middle of the sandwich got a little dicey.
0: <laughs> Very much so. But all right, moving on into Ultra League, we had Chef Chef TJ Chef TJ TJ New. Against the Black Luffy, 92. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> so Chef brought Pidgeot, Registeel, Shadow Drapion, Como-O, that I am learning to become familiar with, Blastoise and Toxicroak, up against Shadow Swampert, Defense Deoxys, Alolan Ninetales, Shadow Drapion, Shadow Charizard, and Garatina Origin. Where do I begin?
1: For me, I, I, I really like Blastoise here. It's like... I know a few people who have been running Blastoise and Ultra and it's got a niche like you can't sleep on Blastoise
0: well that Water Gun Hydro Cannon combination can really can really hurt unsuspecting players if you can get that fast move pressure
1: and it works here since they're not running a water type or just a water type that resists water because like Swampert takes neutral Mm
0: -hmm. yeah everything takes neutral yeah like you said everything takes neutral well Almost everything takes neutral damage to water.
1: Yeah, five, five out of six is a lot. Like <laughs> you you have to be ready for the Blastoise.
0: Right, and I was also gonna throw out if Blastoise had Ice Beam, you could still threaten the Garatina. We can't we can't discount that.
1: It does take a while to get to though.
0: But it even on that case with blast with basically you're you're spending five mons or five of the six mons threaten Blastoise, which kind of forces Threaten. Threaten. luffy to Threaten bring by. in oh threatened by excuse me yeah <laughs> he kind of forces uh luffy to bring in his Garatina, in which case uh chef can punish with say let's see Garatina origin form usually runs shadow claw you can punish with like the epigeot or, Dra- or drapeon with the resisted moves or the or the dark move or the crunch that shadow drapeon is very famous for this combo get counter uh okay.
1: It's it's Dragon Tail. Well, and I'm struggling even to think if it gets a fighting fast move or if it's like just one of the but no, it gets poison jab. Oh. Cuz so I was like I think Arcamo at least gets access to a fighting fast move. Nope, that gets tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Yeah,
0: they they really force the the dragon tail on you for the for that family, <laughs> and you, you can't even you can't even use Como against the fairies because you're double super. Effective. Oh god, no, yeah. So, however, against all those odds, the black black Luffy was able to pull out a two-one victory over TJ. So that's that's a pretty interesting thing.
1: Well, and like you, if you look at it from the perspective of lure out the Blastoise and get rid of it, then Shadow Charizard. Is just so much pressure.
0: Charizard, Dragon Claw, Blast Burn. So it's like the its the head. shadow the yeah. Shadow
1: drape on the other side obviously is still um, going to be then the second biggest threat, especially if it's got Aqua Tail. But a lot of that team still does, still doesn't want to mess with Shadow Zard. and even the Drapion itself, if it, yeah, there's... I was gonna say you
0: could use Shadow Drapeon or you could even use the Swampert because Mud Shot can. Threatened Registeel, Drapion, and Toxicroak even. And
1: and I like how there already is kind of a, a game plan coming just from a couple Pokemon that look really good just from the outset, and how you kind of have
0: to plan around them. Yeah. You know, maybe if we ask really, really nicely, someone on the Barktown Boomers Someone on the Barktown Boomers faction will give us the, like, what happened during the the planning phase. I'm not holding my breath for it, but the, the thing is there. <laughs> <laughs> One of
1: those very nice people.
0: I know, we rag on them very much, and they return the favor by ragging on me and the server. So, <laughs> But, mo- moving on to the final spot of Open Great League. I forgot what that name was for a second. I promise y'all I can read.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. You were trying to think of it instead of just reading it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we had Captain Fitbeard go up against Reezy. Reezy took the 3-0 against Fitbeard and both of them ran Medicham together and that's about all the similarities in there. Fitbeard brings Umbreon, Shadow Venusaur, Shadow Canto Tails, Whiskash, and Frostlass, and Reezy brought Lantern, Dunsparce, Shadow Walrein, Small Gorgias, and Shadow Charizard. There and again we see that Shadow Charizard rear its ugly head.
1: Yeah, Shadow Charizard is just so good.
0: Yes, yes, it is. It is just disgustingly good.
1: And here, there's not even an obvious hard counter like uh, Whizcash resists the the fire side, but it's still it doesn't have the pressure of like the the blasters from the Ultra matchup, and kind of neither does anything in the, on Captain Deird's <laughs> team where it's just uh, I mean yeah the, the Charizard's squishy but it did just does so much damage like even even the Dragon Claws dent more than I feel like they have a right to I
0: was like, even a resisted blast burn can take Whiskash down to I think 20% depending on how how attack weighted Shadow Charizard is it's just disgustingly good
1: yeah and then and you got you got one of our one of the other new kind of swiss army knife pokemon from this season i guess because it's the pokemon go season that that actually brings the move that changes in, in dunsparce dunsparce is best sparse where it's 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 just super safe like the the metacham Threatens it outright, and I mean the shadows are still going to do a lot, but it can still hit everything for more than they really want to get hit. <laughs> and right, even even when it loses, then you're in a position to be farmed down by the Charizard, which which is just so scary.
0: <laughs> and uh, you can also use you can also use Gore for because they can use Seed Bomb and Shadow Bomb Shadow Ball, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even if you you're in a bad spot. You throw out Dunsparce. You bait the Metachamp, and once you lose that matchup, you use Goregeist to farm all the way down. And so you can, if they throw Whiskash in, you can hit it with a Seed Bomb, or if they throw like anything that's not named Umbreon, you can still hit for pretty pretty decent damage. We should see more Dunsparce in factions. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, and and I think I think
1: we're already kind of seeing maybe the story of, of this game is. Captain Fitbeard's MetaCham has the look on the non-Charizard options, where it's just like the the Gorgeist, because there's an Umbreon that's probably going to be involved, like, you can feel a little safer with the Metacham, knowing that your worst matchup is probably gonna be the mirror. uh, outside of the the Shadowzard, which can tank counters decently, but doesn't want to tank charge moves even for metachan because they're neutral.
0: That is fair. What if they were running for the memes Psycho and like Dynamic Punch and Psychic?
1: All nukes.
0: Straight nukes. But Cut gets to it really, really quickly. I mean it's still an option, so
1: That's that's just that's my kind of initial read on this is or 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 what I would expect, but when when you have two shadows on both teams I feel like a lot can change based on that game one pressure.
0: Yeah, that's honestly a fair point. And so, congrats to Reezy and Bark and Sub Zero for upsetting the Bar Boomers. You still took you still took fourth place in, according to the referees. Is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> it still only counts as one.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Gimli I haven't seen that movie in a while. I need to rewatch that. Movie. Two Towers is is
1: it just it, you need to watch it every once in a while.
0: Yeah, it's it's getting up to that time. My D anD I mean I that. Some that
1: quote is from Return
0: of the King, but oh yeah. But Two Towers is definitely an underrated sequel. But I, for my when I play D anD D, I will sometimes use some Lord of the Rings references, and sometimes my players get it, and a lot of the times they don't, and I just get disappointed. <laughs>
1: you won the battle, but you lost the war.
0: I know, but. With that out of the way, it's time to move on into Iron Tier. because there like There's no, no
1: preview. <laughs>
0: yeah, no previews. But we're still going to have some fun with it. Alrighty, so in Iron Tier, first things first
1: the standings?
0: Yes. Stadium <laughs> Elite Silver completes a 9 0 sweep over the Iron Tier and will be double promoted into Bronze, completely jumping Copper but they were so dominant that the second place, Bad Mewtwo's was behind them by two games two whole bouts like this is incredible for the final standings we had same Elite Silver, Bad Mewtwo's SoCal Swablu, C-Team San Diego I threw the C-Team in there but y'all know what I'm talking about and Pioneer Valley PvP also gets promoted secures a promotion but because of one of the higher tier teams that are disbanding, Northeast Battlers Winter Vortex also gets promoted. So the top five teams get promoted. Yay! And then Fearsome Frostlast, League, San Antonio, Wu-Tangla Clan, and Angry Bottoms will unfortunately be relegated into open, leaving Some Mime as the only, as the only returning member of Iron Tier should they choose to come back. And once again, I use the word should they because in the, in the off-cycle, we don't really we know don't what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah. By no, the time this... Nothing's guaranteed. If by the time this episode goes live and other factions have disbanded or moved on, then take everything I say with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah. It's like giant asterisk subject to change.
0: You know what the, the ironic part is in all of this? Stadium Elite Silver almost lost a game to northeast battlers winter vortex by one point unfortunately i did not get to watch this i did not get to follow this one along so i'm gonna leave it at it was tied nine to nine and that's my headcanon
1: there's there's some two ones in there that could have
0: happened last or it was could have been ten to eight and then irish or nope that doesn't even work because it's the it's the wrong way. Yeah. So two ones is my head cannon.
1: Or it could have been eleven to seven.
0: <laughs> so I'm I'm really proud that a lot of these open teams, or pretty much all the op- almost all the open teams, with the exception of the teams that finish seventh and sixth and seventh respectively, when they were in open tier, are moving on into the next route. So. It just goes to show you that last year, that Open Tier is just getting stronger and stronger every year.
1: I'm kind of caught in the fact that although Winter Vortex and Bustamime won the same number of bouts, Winter Vortex won 30
0: more battles. (laughs) Almost. Because, unfortunately, when Bustamime lost, they really, really lost and when when battlers lost it was oh we we still took nine points away from you or eight points or even 10 points and those those points ended up adding up toward the end of the set toward the end of the cycle
1: officially 23 battles difference but you know
0: and I that's ahead, the, i got ahead of myself and that's the corner with math yeah that's jet's math corner it's it's like da when, da when da you da. see
1: an 80 in front and then an 11 in front, it's like you jump ahead.
0: <laughs> you do, until so we can't. We can't fault you for that. You could. You could. I'm trying to make you feel better. <laughs> I feel fine, Taco. Okay. So with Iron Tier, we have no. It- well, we know what this te- what it's going to look like. But I will reveal the other three Iron teams that are coming. <clears throat> Excuse me that are coming to that are coming into iron from the upper tiers after we get into the the copper section. So, as always, since you know we follow Stadium Lead Silver this whole time, it makes complete sense to dissect their wins. And Winter Vortex only won the Ember Field. They just got points in the other in the other fields. So good on them. But you know Starting yeah, they, at the they kept and... it
1: close by having the one sweep. Everything else, real close.
0: Yeah. And so, down at the bottom, we have License to Draw versus Frankie T. Frankie T brings a Dragonair, so we know why they won. However, they also they brought two water types. This is interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, I Met License to Draw at the Regional.
0: Ooh. The San Diego Regional, right? Yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> and whenever I hear Regional, I think, like, when, you, when they had in-person self-tournaments and you went to one of their regionals. I don't know why, but my mind went straight to that.
1: <laughs> the, the the old school.
0: I'm old, leave me alone.
1: <laughs> We've been playing a long time, Taco.
0: Back in my day, we, we had battle towers. Not these newfangled, new re- revamped battle towers.
1: <laughs> we had to drive 90
0: minutes. We didn't have remote tournaments, anyway. So all, so yeah, even in in D long, is it D long's team? Yeah, D long's team and shunned as well. They also brought Dragonairs. Kind of skipping around. Rainy cast form kind of comes to mind, and it can looks like it could have been really threatening had you lined it up correctly.
1: From license to draw's team,
0: yeah, because like the water gun threatens Regirock. And then I know that Rainy Casform gets access to Thunder, so you could you could threaten Walrain and Noctowl, and then Primeape also threatens Walrain and Gorgai. All in all, like th- both of these teams look very, very balanced and very very flexible to kinda see who could have won, so that's surprising.
1: It is it is nice though to see that Gorggeist continued to show up. Through the last
0: bout. guys probably was the I think second best ghost type in the Vanguard slot behind Coffee And I know that the the Frostlass fans are, are probably raging at me and I was like, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I see Frostlass is more of an ice type user in this meta. Just don't don't you know Don't cancel me yet, y'all. But Frostlast can win everything if it has a shield advantage and energy lead. Yeah, so can Flygon.
1: I don't even know if that's true.
0: (laughs) Well, it also depends on what moveset you put on Flygon. Hmm. I still remember.
1: If you have to qualify having shield and energy advantage, it's not a good start. (laughs)
0: Alright, so step one. We've been over this Jen. I'm gonna tell you again. Step one, put Flygon in the lead. Step two, get three Mudshots shots or two dragon tails, and then dip out. Possibly lose switch. Step th- step four. Flygon comes back in, farms all the way down, has two nuke moves lined up, and there you go. Just nuke, nuke, nuke. And then bing bang boom, you win.
1: Anyways. <laughs> 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 I find I find Gore impressive because no matter how you rank it in this particular slot, it gets hard walled by one of the guaranteed picks of either Noctel or Pidgeot. It's like very rarely is there a line without either. Like obviously there is one in this pair of matchups, but Yeah. That's that's not the given and it's <laughs> and it's replaced by Swabat, so again
0: Oh yeah, you're jumping into the other one. Well, but- I was
1: I was just saying because it has it. Lacks that one typing that I'm referring I was gonna, to, but
0: oh. I was gonna say that Swoobat still gets hurt by by Gorgai's hex, uh, it takes super effective damage because it's psych- it's part psychic. Yep. So there's still some play, but now, yeah, now that you actually mention it, I think I mean on paper, I was gonna say D-Long's team looks a little bit more basically going off the wild card spots looks a little bit more not balanced, but like able to handle. The like Sunfist into Pidgeot and Swoobat into Swampert, but I also know that in this particular matchup, in D-Long and Shund, it was it had to come down to alignment. That's the only way I can realistically see that realistically see this uh, this matchup could have very very easily been the the ten the nine nine matchup at the very end.
1: Yeah, and o- outside of the mirrors too, there's a lot of Pokemon on both of these teams that. You can show off your energy management and banking energy on the shadows, especially for Shund. I feel like could turn out really well for for them because, man, even even energy on the Celio, which which you tend to think of as not hitting that hard and being more of a sponge, it's like as soon as you add that that shadow element to it, it, it chunks a lot faster.
0: Right, and so. With that out of the way, I'm gonna skip over Ember because that's the standard meta lines that they were, that they've been running. Not they've been running, but like Ember itself has been running all season. And moving up into Fraggin Wagon and Crispy's Master League matchup. Once again, we're seeing the double fairies in Florajus, yellow Florges. That's a pretty color. Reshiram, uh, sorry, be, I guess that's, <laughs> that's sharp going that's from the normal around. one for us. <laughs> is it? I thought ours was orange. No, ours is yellow. I have seen more. I'm, I will not lie. I have seen more orange babies than yellow. For for the last event, you probably saw
1: a bunch just because they were boosted. But orange and white are the two that are the rare spawns for
0: everyone. Oh, and our, our regular one is yellow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Today I learned. But hey, if anybody has a blue, a blue one, you know, send that over to me, please, because I, I want that florchis. I must collect all the flowers. But uh, Crispy Crisp brings in Ho-Oh, Kyogre, Dragonite, Brizion, Yellowflower, Floridus, and Genesect. And Fraggin Wagon brings Kyogre, Genesect, Yellowflower, Floridus, Reshiram, Geratina, Altered Form, and Gyarados. Gyarados put in some work uh, based off a first glance here. Being able to threaten Dragonite and Ho-Oh with Dragon Breath and Aqua Tail respectively. And then... Kind of looking, at kind of justifying this in my head as well. Reshiram looks like it. Reshiram had a lot of play into Virizion and Genesect. If it was running Fire Fang, or even was Fusion Flare, it got Fusion Flare as a signature move, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And then kind of depending on the Kyogre matchups, if well, I think Thunder was brought here in this case, but Kyogre also threatened Ho-Oh, and then Genesects. I couldn't tell you because I don't know their drives. So,
1: I mean, you just you, to start off with, you just assume
0: ice. Ice. So, I, oh yeah, so ice drive because there's a lot of flyers.
1: Yeah, it, it's just overall uh, between dragons and then stuff that that it can at least hit neutral with ice. Like that, that tends to be the drive of
0: choice. Gotcha. Okay. So then we will assume ice for both times out. And so in this one itself, this is another one of those matchups that is very balanced on paper that possibly came down to alignment.
1: For me, looking at the things that are different, because you have half of these teams are a mirror, so you have Ho, Dragonite, Verizion, and then Reshiram, Giratina, Gyarados, it's hard to think of where Verizion would have made a big impact? Like, uh, it's, it's good into the Kyogre, but it is not very good into almost anything else.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't Leaf Blade kind of hurt, Ger- like, Chip Gyarados a little bit, at least?
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's not taking super effective from the standard, uh, Gyarados charge move kit, where you can land a Stone Edge and, and maybe take that out also, if you're worried about it. Um... But this is, this is one of those situations where there isn't a clear answer as far as which kind of Gyarados you want to run on Dragon Wagon's side. Where if you want it to actually counter Kyogre and Dragon Knight, you, you need Dragon Breath or Dragon Tail pressure. And if you want it to be able to hit Florges at all and then even be more of a presence into. Genesect, like you, the the waterfall comes up. So I mean, leaning into Dragon Breath, but Ver- yeah, I it's it's just it's tough to imagine that Virizion came out to play in this particular setup.
0: Yeah, that's a, probably a, a very fair assumption. And so a six on five matchup makes Crispy have a little bit more of a disadvantage, but. I still give them props for taking a for at least taking a game off, but I also know that Fragon Wagon likes to do recaps every Monday, so maybe I'll take a sneak peek or watch their VODs a little bit. <laughs> there, yeah, there's
1: probably an answer right around <laughs> the corner.
0: Well, alrighty, so in Ultra League we had Zorokas versus De- DeSync, and Zorokas brought Swampert Defense Deoxys, Alolan Ninetales, Shadow Skunk Tank. That's a pretty spicy a spicy pick in my opinion. Charizard, Garatina Origin Form. That's that's actually interesting. I'm used to seeing Garatina Origin Form in the in the Master League. And then DeSync brings Registeel, Virizion, Pidgeot, Gliscor, Lantern and Obstagoon.
1: I feel like I've seen DeSync's team a few times just like around Ultra the Cycle. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> that
1: like, that's that's just like a build I think that I've seen more than anything. It's like especially that Pidgeot Gliscor combo.
0: Yeah, and quite frankly, the Pidgeot Gliscor core itself, just like using those two Mons, can can play really well against against five of uh, Zoroka's six Pokemon. I'm assuming that the Alola nine tails is running powder snow instead of charm in this case so it's a very it's a very powerful core
1: i I am impressed though uh, you had you had said you were finding the shadow skunk spicy and to me any of the shadow poison darks are happiest in Ultra league like this, that's where they get all their bulk
0: their bulk comes out to play
1: yeah and it it's what makes them so reliable is especially when you can get those those crunch debuffs out it makes that much more of a difference when you're in the the bulky meta yeah and then Yeah, even, that's honestly e- a fair point. Even just to call back to the last uh, ultra matchup we were talking about this is another situation where Charizard looks pretty good um obviously the difference here is that it, they have the hardest of hard counters across from it with the Lantern. And it's, like, it's, it's easy to think, score-wise, like, oh, they, they lined it up perfectly and that's how they got ahead. But um, that's, that's a lot of pressure when you have kind of the one hard answer.
0: That's a fair point. That's a fair point, honestly. I mean, we could say that, but, you know, what if... Actually, in this case... Could you make a... What's the word I'm looking for? Could you make a case for Watergun Lantern instead of Spark?
1: Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it, it does a little bit more damage in the Swamp, but I'm pretty sure you still lose, like, on, on paper, and you're, you're just trading out how you deal your damage. Because, I, I mean, like, into Giratina, it obviously doesn't matter. Mm. Into the the middle four like they're they're both fine like at at ultra I'm not I'm not sure what the balance point is like if there's a significant difference for water gun versus spark like especially to do your job of being the hard counter Neutralizard. Charizard mm-hmm. um but yeah you 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 would at least pick up some extra damage into the Swampert reliably it is kind of the the addendum to that statement where you, you don't have to land the serfs to do damage.
0: That's true and especially like Char... or Charizard Swampert isn't too bad of a of a threat because you have Virizion, Pidgeot yeah you have Virizion and Pidgeot that kind of if they did their job correctly they can kind of keep Swampert at bay and kind of make your opponent... kind of make uh, the opponent think twice about bringing it maybe that's at least my like my thought. Can let's see, the this can Obstagoon learn a poison charge move?
1: Yeah, it gets gunk shot. Ah, but as as far as I know, for Ultra, you kind of lean obstruct just to get those bonus stats. Uh, okay. I, I think I think you hit it on the head though, because especially if you're kind of defaulting Lantern, then one of the things you really need to plan for is how to deal with. Giratina and then also Swampert and Pidgeot sits well in the middle of all of that and really has a good look at most of the opposing game like the Alolan oh, Ninetales is a problem but
0: and you, the d- Defensive is also it's, a problem. It's
1: still, it's still okay like it's, it's not like there's anything resisting flying on the other team is more what I mean so you can get away with maybe even leading the Pidgeot and just throwing Brave Birds and dipping as often as you can
0: that's honestly a fair point, so.
1: It's a legitimate strategy.
0: <laughs> it works, okay? It just works. Alrighty. And then the final slot we have the D versus LV Pips. Um so we've got the the D brings Medicham, Lantern, Alola, Ninetales, Drapion, Lorantis. that's a that's a choice. And Glyscore into Registeel. Umbreon, Shadow Alola Ninetales, Super Jelly, I wasn't still not able to find one. Chestnut, Shadow Charizard, and Gliscor. These trainers just went all in on the spice, it looks like. They had a lot of staples, and they had a lot of the things that covered the staples,
1: also. <laughs> it's like you're, you're bringing the grass types because Lantern's so good. Uh, Gliscor has been one of the mons that's just ticked up both in great and ultra because of the wing attack buff where the typing's actually pretty nice <laughs> and then yeah obviously new toy with the Ninetales. nine tails talked about Shadowzard. chestnut hasn't actually shown up all that often
0: it I think final boss AJ when we interviewed her she said that chestnut was supposed to be the best check to Galarian Stunfisk and she wasn't wrong, but I haven't played Chestnut enough into the Galarian Stunfist matchup to know if like I would put it definitively correct. But I would see Chestnut as more of like a dark horse pick because you can you can reliably threaten what's the word? You can reliably threaten Reggie Steel because because Chestnut has access to Superpower, which is something that which is something that Venusaur can't do. And Meganium has to build up to an earthquake to even have a chance at doing.
1: And then, at very least, based on this matchup, there's still. (laughs) We still don't know about the G Fest because it's not even here. (laughs) Right. So you're kind of more. This is my grass type to make Lantern feel unsafe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared.
1: And the, the trade off being you're. Double week to the flying, so the the Gliscor gets to gets to feel useful in that way,
0: maybe. Right, and I forget that Lorantis has access to superpower, so both trainers brought a superpower mon. But in this case, for the way it was, I'm looking, and at it was it, Grass
1: on both sides.
0: <laughs> but in this case, I think Lorantis probably had more of a of a of a, of a playtime, I guess. Because superpower can really hurt the Registeel Steel and the Umbreon versus Chestnut. Actually, no, I, I stand corrected on that. Because Chestnut superpower can still hurt Drapion and Lantern can obviously be really, really hurt by the Frenzy Plant.
1: Well, I mean, and when you look at the Lorantis in this particular matchup, you're you're looking at two flyers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the it's it's kind of in a in a weird. Spot even where, yeah, okay, the superpower still hits the chestnut for neutral, also, and you can at least also do damage to the nine tails. But as, as far as like what you want actually going into the Umbreon, like it's it's probably still the meta jam
0: Gotcha, that, that's honestly a fair point. Well, alrighty then, so it looks like that Stadium Elite Silver came out. Like based on the our deep or a little bit of some dives and theory crafting, this matchup definitely could have gone either way. In the end, I don't want to say it didn't matter because Stadium Elite Silver was just so far ahead and Winter Vortex. It, it mattered
1: being, it mattered for the Winter Vortex.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really did. Well, even if they had won, they still would have I mean they lost and they still got promoted. Right. <laughs> so in the grand scheme of things it didn't entirely matter but it's still fun that each of these each of these teams gave it everything they had and had the most entertaining match of the iron tier.
1: Yeah, especially cuz we we have not had very many 11 10 matches in iron overall.
0: Yeah, iron tier used to be the well, we had one with Stadium Elite again, once again fighting SoCal Swablu, San Diego, and that was the only one, the only other one. Well, I mean, there oh, there, wait, been no. a, there been there been a
1: smattering throughout, but I just I just mean it's been less common this cycle.
0: Okay, I see what you're trying to say.
1: And so to end there, like that's that's cool. That's that's uh
0: yeah. So this is a good a good sneak peek into Iron, but the the I guess the good part is. We don't know what Iron's going to look like next time because only one team is staying in it. So, with that going or with those with those words, let's move on into Copper Tier and meet the other three factions that are going to be joining joining fudge, what was i going to say? They're going to be joining the rest of the teams in Iron Tier. So, we have
1: so, so now we're we're starting at the bottom for, for copper
0: yeah <laughs> i promise this map makes sense somewhere
1: is is it the the golden monkey at the end
0: yes okay so we have nmpvp swell sprouts and test testudo skills are all going to be relegated into iron and then ghost pepper Dunspice... Mazer and Spiel Team Six are all safe this time. They get to stick around. Yeah, which leaves Mighty Thunderducks, the Tappan Turtle Squad, with the same amount of points and wins. But because Mighty Thunderducks beat the Turtle Squad, technically Thunderducks finish third. Turtle Squad finishes fourth. Sharks and Wreck takes third place, and then with Th- the second su- place. Yeah, second place. Excuse me. Thank you for catching that. <laughs> and then with the sweep to silver, Rock Paper Slark is going to go all the way up, which means we will unfortunately no longer be covering them on this podcast.
1: They get to go to silver.
0: But we will be covering their sister team, Rose Slark Bow. Maybe. But they're there. So in the final bout, it could not have been more lopsided. <laughs>
1: I think the one that stands out is Mazer into N M PvP that has a total of seventeen points.
0: Yeah, I think at well when you when you kinda dive into it, there one team just didn't wanna play. And then they just said, Alright, we got to eleven, we're done. So that was that was a really interesting one. But Sharks and Wreck and Rock Paper Slark both score both win by by nine points an average of nine points. Ghost Pepper Dunspice Spice beats Testudo Skills fourteen seven, and then in the last bout it was Turtle Squad versus the Thunder Ducks, and Thunder Ducks won eighteen to three.
1: And normally that would have kept the tab and Turtles from moving up, but again because we know that there's a higher team, it's not going to continue.
0: It ended up not mattering. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh well, and so at the bottom we had Jake Eats steak versus Zero to Hero, and here's a here's a mod that's pretty spicy. Barbaric, barbarical, barbarical, barbarical. <laughs> We've talked about this. You know, just because we talk about it doesn't mean <laughs> I'm gonna remember. <laughs> Look, I bought Hooked on Phonics and I'm using it. I'm I'm still at level one right now, okay? But at least I got Zero to Hero right. <laughs> it's the little victories. It, and that I I think that's the first barbaric
1: we've seen in Vanguard. Like unless I'm not remembering, the first couple weeks when maybe there were a few and it just hasn't been a thing. But
0: no, I, I think you're right on this one honestly because this mo- this Pokemon has I know it has access to Fury Cutter, Cross Chop, which those two moves in itself can threaten the Wall ring, threaten the Gallade. Bug does not beat ghost. Sorry. So. Sorry. What? Because <laughs> it's, it's a bug. Dude. Yeah, cause it's a bug type, and bug type beat psychic type.
1: But fighting, so it's neutral. Like the 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 Fury Cutter isn't gonna do anything. The Fighting
0: Charge map isn't gonna do anything. Oh. Barbaricals is double weak to Leaf Blade. <laughs> oh yeah, I forget Galade has that uh, uh, access. Never mind. Ignore what I just said. And but I it mean, can like, threaten the wall. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. When when we think about. Barbarical, historically, yeah, it has it has been to shut down the water ices, especially, and then also kind of threaten mudslap into some of the electric types and other metas. So it's
0: just like, okay, well, at least we can say it's not a mudslap version. <laughs> you know, it was on the winning, it was on the team that three owed so i'm gonna give it credit i'm gonna put it on a pedestal and do my best to make it work okay
1: yeah i mean as long as you keep it away from the glade like it, the the stone edge hits everything for neutral or better
0: that's fair all right then okay so now the other one we had migo versus kakalaka boom and once again we see the Celio and Rain take up the first slot Galade and Primeape in the second slot, the best Ghost, Cofagrigus in the third. Noctowl's are both brought, and then there's an interesting one. Migo didn't bring a dragon, but Kakalaka Boom did, and I know the Stunfist can handle Noctowl and Muck pretty well. I C- well maybe Celio if you depend. It- I know there's like some Ivy dependent matchups or slash energy matchups. But I know also, but Sudowoodo also was able to do some work in putting Noctowl down and hurting Celio pretty bad.
1: Yeah, that's a that's another Pokemon that really doesn't want to see Galade.
0: Because Leaf Blade go burr.
1: Well, and even just between the moves that it's used to kind of getting rid of opponents with are are just not quite as effective into the Gallade.
0: Right, and I forget that kanto muck can learn thunder punch which can threaten Rain and noctile on the other team it's one of those m- mods i forget about
1: yeah it's it is a forgettable pokemon for sure
0: <laughs> but all right so. i
1: know there's i know there's some people that love it and are are very fond of the muck but it's it's okay like it is
0: it's fine <laughs> it does it it does its best and that's all that matters
1: it can can slap some stuff.
0: Alrighty, so in the in the Master League slot, we had Pogo fan going up against Saran uh, pepper? Wait, Serrano pepper.
1: Yeah you know, like like the pepper.
0: I'm gonna say pepper. <laughs> it's too hard for my for my little head. So Pogo fan, so both teams brought Gyarados and that's all that, that's all that the, the ending's in. fan did not bring a, me, a Mega Mon, which I thought was going to be a hindrance, until I looked at the, the Mon he brought, which was Groudon, which hurts the Reshiram and the Mega Aggron pretty, pretty effectively. And maybe
1: this is something you know the answer to, but for this week, if they played after Saturday, were they allowed to run... Precipice blades on the on the Groudon.
0: If it was TMable was the official ruling.
1: So probably probably not.
0: Yeah.
1: I actually haven't checked if it was, I assume not, just because it was location based.
0: Yeah, that that's honestly the Actually I didn't even check the Groudon or Kyogre raids that I did. But the the official yeah. ruling was if it was TMable
1: it's not, yeah. It's it's still not TM'able, so it's it will be a thing after this week, but that'll be next cycle either way.
0: Yeah, which is probably gonna make Groudon move up a couple of a couple of pegs.
1: A couple runs, It's gonna be all the points.
0: Yeah, my Kyogre did. Yeah, doesn't get didn't get Origin Pulse. i was surprised I didn't get a shiny one, but I know I I know I will. It it always happens. But all right, back into the Master League. So we had, I mean, Floor just does really well into Buzzwool because Fairy beats Fighting, and then Dragonite didn't look like it had a lot of play this time, aside from I guess doubling up on the the Reshiram and Buzzwool.
1: It's still I'm good not... into Kyogre, also.
0: Okay, and then Metagross into. I don't really know this matchup. Does Metagross beat Mega Agra?
1: Yeah, just because of the
0: earthquake. Because I was really gonna say like the Zacian on Pogo fan probably did some a lot of work, in the Buzzwole Kyogre can hit Primarina if it, and Gyarados. In this case, because I'm gonna say it have Wild Charge, because at first glance, I'm not seeing a lot that can threaten Primarina on the opposing team, but I am seeing. And Gyarados, for that matter, other than the Forges and Mirror of the Gyarados.
1: Yeah, and Primarina will be so much better once it gets Hydro Cannon, because right now its its charge moves take so long to get to.
0: Right. Now this is a this would be a very good one to to dive into later. But I'm gonna move on into the we have a sweep in the Ultra League spot with Pants Pasta and a key a cag. Again, I can already see someone on Twitter is gonna show me how to pronounce their name like Gore Gortatum did I will pronounce that name incorrectly a couple of times but anyway so both of them brought Chrysalia for some reason I was about to say Celestila I need I need to stop <laughs> <laughs> there's no ultra Beasts
1: in this slot.
0: Both of them brought Chrysalia and Shadow Gliscor. The That's where the, the differences, or that's where the, the similarities end. Pantspasta brings Umbreon, Aurorus, Escav and Blastoise into Tapofini, Scrafty, Shadow Zapdos, Shadow Alolan, Sandslap. Right off the bat, I don't see a lot of play for Aurorus.
1: Uh, I mean, it's good into both of the flyers. But I mean, you have but yeah, it's 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 one of those where it is in a two-four probably.
0: Yeah, you 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 really have to if you're gonna bring Aurora's, you really have to play around that. you really have to play around the the minefield to get it set up. But I mean, Escav can threaten the Scrafty and the Alolan Sandslash. With, but that's uh, that's
1: another two-four then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh I, I mean the Escav the Crest matchup is just like uncomfortable for everyone, right? <laughs> like Yes, like, it okay, really the is. the Mega the Mega Horn will hurt, but I don't even think it KOs. So I mean it also it just takes a lot of resources to take out the crest in that scenario.
0: Yeah. And I yeah, this is uh like it looks like the pants Pasta just did not have the the draw on this one. It looks like they were. I'm probably gonna say they were beat when the lineups were revealed. Cause I, it's very hard for me to see how this could have. Well, it's kind
1: of. It's kind of like okay, like uh, if we treat it the same as the other Blastoise team and just say okay, how do we support the Blastoise here and help it with the Cress and the Feemy? And it's like okay, Cress itself, I guess. And. Aurora.
0: No, not Aurora. Well, I mean,
1: you. you, you uh, <laughs> It's like, okay, maybe. The, Umbreon? The sh-
0: no.
1: Yeah, uh, ish, right? Like, the, yeah. <laughs> it. both Cress and Feeny have the Moonblast, and, like, it's not even resisting the water guns off the Feeny, so it's like,
0: uh, I don't know. This is a difficult one. Pantspasta, if you're listening, like, I, I appreciate the, the, the A for effort and trying. However, I'm just gonna say that this this team was very difficult, like. I, I really feel bad. But I kinda wanna move into, into the great spot because I don't wanna rack my brain around it. <laughs> I I mean I feel like that's
1: enough of an explanation, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we we tried to make something that could at least like function as an A B B and when that doesn't exist, like it that makes it yeah, that, that's 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 a that's a toughie.
0: Yeah, alrighty. So in the last one we had Crypto versus Otter. So yeah, I'm shortening y'all's names to make it easier for me to to read. So Crypto brings Registeel, Venusaur, Chrysalia. That's already a very bulky team in itself. Mantine, Machamp, and Nine Tails. Kind of against, kind of a 50-50 on bulk, right? You have the yeah. three bulky,
1: three three offense. Yeah.
0: Up against Galarian Stunfist, Umbreon, Pelipper, Shadow Charizard, Chestnut, and Frostlass. So right off the bat, I'm not really seeing where this Frostlass has play other than the Registeel and Mantine. (laughs) And I mean, uh, it's not like the
1: Registeel is great.
0: (laughs) And it's not like the Mantine's great. But I mean, as as we saw with Kayla Pang running Registeel... You can beat Galarian Stunfist with Focus Blast, but
1: yeah, that I... was that was a very interesting strategy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess I guess the one thing that Frostlast does handle well, as as long as you're not fully bulked out and you leave yourself open to the the Venusaur winning CMP, like that that one's pretty pretty solid. But yeah, you, you when you also have Shadow Shadow Charizard, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know in my head i was thinking Registeel beat shadow charizard if you land a zap cannon but i don't even think that's good enough to help it
1: i mean if you land it yeah the charizard is dead but,
0: <laughs> but let's be honest if a charizard hits if a shadow charizard hits the field you're going to shield use all of your shields on it and kind of saw what we saw in ember where it was go into the end game with a shield advantage Throw out Charizard, Charizard go burr with Blast Burn, I win. And in like in this case, I remember last week you said that like such and such mon did too much. I think in this case the Registeel probably did a, a little bit too much.
1: Well, and what trying- what I mean from those situations is it's you're you're just trying to like expect too much from one mon, right? Like they they need to do more than one job at once
0: okay that's that's a fair point
1: and and yeah i like the registeel in, in this particular matchup just doesn't have a lot to hit right like um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it doesn't body stuff the same way that it does most of the time it's like the the chestnut can still hit it like it's, it's not a comfortable win but it's also not a hard wall from the side of the Registeel, right? Like, and and that kind of I think screws up a lot of Registeel teams. Like, uh, Crypto still has the crest to be bulky, but you're you're not threatening the same level of devastation off the crest charge moves that you are off the Registeel.
0: Gotcha, I see. Okay, well, alrighty then. So, I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to say that Otter also brought. Like Pelipper, which looked like it had a lot of play into like Venusaur, Machamp, and Ninetales. But and, I mean, like yeah, and the, even
1: even into the, the other water flying type, right? The the Pelipper again is is that other super buffed, rebuffed Pokemon that got to come back into the game because of the the wing attack changes.
0: Yeah, Pelipper was. I mean, Pelipper was was pretty good when it got Weather Ball. And then it became really, really good when it got when it got the wing attack buff. So I'm I'm happy for that.
1: Yeah, it's the it gets the spike back
0: up again. Well okay then. So with that out of the way, we are now we are now in the final wrap-up for bronze or moving up into bronze tier. Oh wait, I forgot to mention. So in this tier, because this tier is gonna receive a double relegated team we had usually like we weren't gonna talk about it at any point in the podcast so we're gonna reveal it now as of you know monday battle club orlando will be the one that is relegated from silver down into copper so welcome back battle club orlando we'll be talking about you guys a little bit more and i wish you all the best of luck on your revenge tour really glad that we're not fighting y'all this faction
1: yeah at this rate maybe we will
0: one one fact, one cycle at a time. I I got I, wait no, I can't be the voice of reasoning. We're gonna fight. <laughs> we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. We're gonna win, and then we're gonna take your spot. <laughs>
1: it's like, hold on, I'm not the voice of reason.
0: I can't do that. I'm the one that just says this works <laughs> because of this.
1: I think I appreciate that the most is as like an identity re- re- reaffirming <laughs> moment. It's <laughs> was <Just> like. <laughs> Hold up. Like, I, I know which cop I'm supposed to play in this bit, but I'm not that cop.
0: There we go. Alrighty, so... <clears throat> into Bronze Tier, with... And I... Like, this is gonna be the last time that we'll talk about this team, because they are... They will become the new Emerald Tier team by the end of Cycle 2 of next... Of next season. Like, I'm, I'm gonna put that out there. The the team over at brave nerds have done an incredible job they dominated bronze tier as the new kids on the block and when i say dominated they had a 72% win rate 136 out of a possible 189 wins to put that into perspective a lot of teams struggle getting to 120 120 wins and this team just did it for because they could
1: i i'm I'm sighing because custom hurt their their vanguard win percentage
0: <laughs> did they did custom <gasps> oh no, custom lost a game, <laughs> which i mean like that's their
1: first vanguard loss in three bouts, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I like mean, this... and I mean, and I mean, just game loss, not like actual like they lost the slot. It was just yeah. <laughs> he still, he still got the two one, but
0: yeah, that hasn't happened since about six. Yeah, so the these trainers have are, are something special. Honestly, we we had the pleasure of being in, the, we starting in the same cycle. We saw them win iron, and we saw them win bronze. I'm very sad that we will not be following them into gold. If you would like to catch up on that, please read MJ's articles that he posts or usually posts once a week to cover it. <laughs> I mean you should really just call them bi-weekly. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten better at posting once once a week, you know, he's he's done good. Okay. MJ, if you're listening, we love you. But with that the brave nerds had do the back back to back sweeps and are now 18 and 0 after getting out of open tier. I don't like to count open tiers bouts because, you know, anything can happen. And so, from 18 and 0 on into gold the the sky's the limit with these trainers.
1: Well, and like even though we won't be following them on the podcast, like I'm, I'm sure we'll still. Uh, I I realize this is punny, like because I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say we're gonna nerd out
0: about how well they're doing, but
1: I was like, oh no, I can't just say that.
0: <laughs> However, it looks like the Gong Rippers' revenge tour is almost complete, or is complete. They are getting promoted into silver. Seven deadly get go, sims
1: Because they get to go right back.
0: Yeah. Seven Deadly Simps also gets a nod. And the Shadow Ballers are also going to be. I feel really bad for this. The Shadow Ballers with less than 100 victories are going to go up and play in silver, leaving Switchmasters, Fle- uh, Switchmasters Fletch and Dorella Story, and of course, Sea Kingpin is staying in the tier for one more cycle. Unfortunately, that means Utah Pokemon Rangers and Spices Bright are going to get relegated into Copper, and Dojo Comrades is going to be double relegated all the way into Iron. It's rough. It, it is very rough. We are all in. Wait a sec. Okay, so holding. I I was yeah, I said hold on a sec because I actually got I said something that was incorrect based off of this chart I was reading. Oh man. Okay, so for bronze, we're gonna have NSYNC, Battle Club Orlando, and Helmet Heroes are going to be put into bronze, and Orlando faction—that's that's a silver team. Orlando faction is going to be double relegated from silver. So I got that part wrong.
1: Yeah, there's there's two Orlando teams. Gosh darn it! It's like I wasn't—I didn't even have that page up. So oh the can, orlando I can, faction i can go okay. look make I sure we're it. make sure we're still doing good over here
0: yeah so the orlando faction is going to get double relegated and Synchronoise. i know that we've talked about them before okay so yeah both battle club teams got, Bo- yeah, got Both yeah or- both
1: orlando teams are getting relegated
0: okay so that's the one that's the one side segue out out of places we're not going to talk about <laughs> those are for the, <laughs> the those are the, for the, those are the for the higher silver, up teams.
1: The one silver mention we'll give. We get to see the we, Orlando teams again.
0: I know we have to, I know we have to talk about it at least once a once a cycle, or yeah, once a cycle. So, so with that being said, for the final time, we're gonna look at Brave Nerd's seventeen to four victory over Dojo Comrades. So, Cuss, and this is also a little bit more bittersweet because. I know you guys follow... I know you guys are on Twitter. And Custom Approach will unfortunately not be returning with Brave Nerds as they're getting promoted. So we wish Custom the best of luck. Hope you guys hope you do really well with your next team. And... Yeah, that's all I really got. I'm also not good at goodbyes. <laughs> it's hard.
1: It's so tough to say goodbye.
0: <laughs> he was... He was on. He was on the podcast. He will forever be a brave nerd in my in my heart. He was on the podcast as a as a as a guest. So, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so custom approach takes a two one victory with a Mantine, Shadow Machamp, Frostlass, Dragon Shadow Dragonair, Reggie Rock and Stunfisk. What even is this team? Shadow I can call that against celio Primate, Jellicent, Shadow Golbat, Stunfisk, and Swampert. Once again, what even is this team? I mean, well, Swampert can beat Regirock and Stunfisk pretty handily. And the way that I'm kind of reading this is Game Control Guy was able to get the one victory by positioning his Swampert to to not have to face the Mantine because it can do really well against the other mods.
1: Yeah, or even just, like, enough energy ahead. It's got neutral moves into... or better into everything. So, yeah, I, I like that read. Um, the Shadow Golbat is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know how well it did um, into especially the Stunfisk, but...
0: That's fair. And so that's that's kind of, like, my... I mean still good on Custom to put the team put the team in a good spot where they can punish the the Swampert. However, it kinda looks like one game just got, got put away.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you hundred percent that this was a um, punish the swampert, and if you <laughs> don't get that rotation right, then, then you're in trouble.
0: Right. Alrighty, and so in the next spot we had Gino thanks against Snappy Gator.
1: Oh my G- God, Arbok!
0: Uh, you know, I, I feel like Gino probably heard us bashing Arbok and said, "All right, watch me, watch me sweep with Arbok, and I'm gonna make you guys look very silly."
1: I think I think that's just called s- sweeping with five
0: Pokemon. <laughs> you know, he he did it. He he really did it, and so. Like I don't even know. I mean, there's nothing that this, that these trainers can do. They make Mons that aren't supposed to be good on paper, and they just win with them. I am shooketh, Steven.
1: I mean, thematically it makes sense when you're also running Shadow Dragonair and Melodic, right? It's like okay, it's like the the snack, but <laughs>
0: snack doing snack things when
1: when when Arbok is in the same slot as. Dragalgi. I'm pretty sure this is exactly what I said last time, but why not Dragalgi? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, honestly I guess, fair. I guess Arbok is not weak to ice, so it has that going for it, but it just, it just has no moves. <laughs> it has Dragon Tail. Yeah, I I'm more mean just on on the charge move side. Like they did, they did Arbok so dirty by not giving it Poison Fang, but Ekans does. It's just like, oh man, because at least you could ramp up the Dragon Tail damage better. And it's like, okay, well, it makes it a little bit more imposing when you do throw a charge move. That hey, this is a big move. You better shield it. If I mean, granted, you make it to one in the first place.
0: Yeah. Alrighty. So we'll, I'll stop, we'll stop ragging on Arbok for a little bit.
1: So yeah, great job, Arbok. We always knew you could do it.
0: (laughs) Eventually. Alrighty, so in the Master League spot, we had Sket, Jet, please correct me if I'm wrong. Hmm. But is that a Surfetched in the Master League?
1: It is, but it's on the side of the Dojo Comrades, so it feels like they just wanted to make the Brave Nerds beat up their own mascot. It's like you wouldn't hit a surfetched. And apparently would.
0: Well actually when you when you think about it or talk about this for a little bit. Surfetched with close combat and leaf blade, you can still chip the Mega Aggron and hurt the Swampert really, really badly. I'm not gonna say KO it, because I really don't know if a if a hundred percent surfetch with a Leaf Blade can hurt a level fifty Swampert
1: that yeah that one is is fine like swampert is still in like the kind of barely viable category as far as stats go so i mean
0: that it's it's double Ouija grass that that that's still valid okay yeah and then skeptical tracer brings a a meloetta which is not a mon we've seen before
1: very, very infrequently there's there's a few people who have invested in it it's it's fairly high, highly ranked as well and then the, the typing is also unique for Master League
0: gotcha and then so it was a battle Mega Aggron into Mega Salamance just Mirror, Metagross doing Metagross things Dialga unfortunately could not come out and play this time there was just no way so Skeptical Tracer looks like had an advantage of four of six Pokemon to four Pokemon. And then we see Amazed and Confused in the in back in the Ultra League spot, unfortunately losing one to two with his Charizard, Trevenant, Double, Aurorus, Pelipper, and Surfetch against Garatina, Defense Deoxys, Obsagoon, Galarian Weezing, Walrin, and Gliscor. Well, are we thinking? The Shadow One. Oh yeah, Shadowglass goes. All right. So, I know Surfetch g- g- Galarian
1: wheezing looking pretty good here.
0: <laughs> Why though? All it can hit is the Surfetch, no?
1: It's it's a it's a bulky boy in Ultra and can still deal out neutral without taking super effective from most of these things.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: It's like the the one exception being Charizard like, it, it just doesn't to have anything to hit it with except like it gets sludge, which if you haven't used sludge is a terrible move. <laughs> it's like, oh you, you think you hear sludge is like, oh yeah, like like sludge bomb. It's like that I've seen that KO stuff. And and then if you use Sludge, which is not on very many Pokemon, you quickly find out it is not like Sludge Bomb. <laughs> it is it is not. Like e- even with Stab, because it is a poison type, it is it's not very
0: good. Alrighty. So Galarian Weezing was the MVP of this. I mean, it just this, just stands
1: uh, it stands out from from the from the outset because it's it's a more niche pick just just from the get go. Like it makes me want to check if they've used it before, just because it's it's one of those that is pretty unusual. Oh, they've this player has kind of bounced between Ultra and Master, but yeah, they they've ran it multiple times before. Okay. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake shake my head a little. Amused on this one, like, or amazed? Sorry, it's like you you knew you knew this was coming.
0: <laughs> you know, let's let's give credit to where credit is due. As a captain, sometimes you're just bogged down in administrative stuff, and you don't get a lot of chance. You don't get a lot of practice that you want. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, totally I hope... not. Totally I hope he knows better that.
1: than anyone that like any any critique is like as lighthearted as possible.
0: I was gonna say I'm I'm just using that to justify my terrible performance this year too. <laughs> it's
1: like ring, wrangling cats is a full time job.
0: Yeah, but I think I think our I think our cats are more like hey, they're in,
1: have... indoor cats.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 they're indoor cats, and they and when and they know like. It, when it's time to wake up and when it's time to zoom around and stuff like that. So we're good. And uh, then finally is,
1: is, I was gonna ask if there's anything else you saw from this matchup just because like two two ones are still like to me it's hard to tell if it was like how close it was. so
0: I mean anything can really happen like the Trevenant can threaten the Garretina and the defense Deoxys really well. The double and surfetch can threaten the Opsagoon and the Wall Rain, because they have access to fighting. That's that's my rationale behind it. Pelipper can threaten Gliscor, and then I mean, I at first glance, I'm not seeing a definite answer to Galarian Wheezing, like you said.
1: Well, you you kinda just have to pick one of your one of your neutrals, right? Like or outside Charizard, the, the, the Pelipper is, is pretty It can it can it can Stick with the wheezing, but uh, I think I think you made a good point with the double, where every like it has a good look into a lot of the opposing team outside of the wheezing. So uh, I, I think maybe we, we start to draw that thread of Charizard double fill in the blank. <laughs> it's like what what else what else do you do? You do double flyers with the double and see how that goes, or do you lean into the Trevenant to try to do? More damage that way, even knowing like the the obstacle and the Gliscor and the wall, are all spooky,
0: <laughs> right? Well, alrighty, so that is going to be the final wrap up. I mean, of... We still haven't done great league, though. I know, but you know what I meant. So, with okay, so in great league, <laughs> <laughs> we had oh my goodness, so trainer 123 ABC. That's probably gonna be the final time I'm gonna say that brought Sableye, Lantern, Pidgeot, Galarian, Rapidash, Whiscash, and Guzzlord. I love Galarian Rapidash. It's so pretty. The My Little Pony vibes are really real. Actually, no, it's more majestic than My Little Pony. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Into a Lantern, Shadow Swampert, Mantine, Skarmory, Cavalier, and Miltank whitney intensifies on this one
1: <laughs> okay well it, it's immediately looking a little less good into double steel but
0: you know doesn't galarian I, I, Rapidash i love it as i love it as a pick well doesn't galarian rapidash have access to a fire move
1: mm, not that i know of Body slam megahorn
0: high Olaf, horsepower psychic okay, did it no. get high horsepower it did get high horsepower oh my god i love it even more <laughs> it can hurt. It can hit Lantern and Swampert. Well, all right then. Sure, did get high horsepower, but yeah, no, no fire move there.
1: So, I mean, it's a little sad that it just it because it's so good into pretty much every other counter user that isn't a scavalier So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it, oh man, uh, that that
0: that's kind of. The, the, I actually, oh man, I like it so much. <laughs> I was gonna say on the S-Cav though, I'm not really seeing a good counter to it on Trainer One Two Three's team.
1: The a, a counter to a Scaveler? Yeah. Uh, P- I mean, Pidgeot is good. Uh, Sableye is is also good. I don't think it can get through Wizcash reliably. So I mean, the yeah, the, the other three, it's it's got a pretty good look, just because like. Guzzlord's bulk is all HP. So, I mean, yeah, it'll take it a little while to counter down, but the the dark moves don't add up very quickly. Gotcha. Um, I unless mean, even you, with unless Guzzlord, you go snarl.
0: I was gonna say, even with Guzzlord just being like a dark type, that would be really weak to counter, though, no?
1: Exactly. Cause... That That's what I mean, is um, it doesn't have kind of that potential to to threaten the the S-Gav in return.
0: Okay, I see what you mean now. Gotcha.
1: It's like if you if you opt for the snarl route, like yeah, okay, you can start throwing more crunches. I guess would be your best combo in that scenario. But when it's maybe better in general as as a dragon tailor, like I, I guess the snarl could work in this particular matchup.
0: Okay, I I see what you're saying now. Well, alrighty then. So I know the lantern can take care of the Skarmory and Mantine really well, and you know Glaring Rapidash just had to be there, because maybe it was a maybe it was a case of like, here's what I thought, or here's what I was thinking. Okay. So Lantern, so Lantern and Skarmory were led, right? And then the agent Agent Avocado didn't uh, decided to swap out into its own Lantern to mirror, and then trainer was like no no i'm putting in my galarian Rapidash and landed a high horsepower and then it was just like i'm
1: I'm gonna i need to rewind are you saying (laughs) you expect agent avocado to switch their i'm gonna pretend
0: yeah because it was lantern in the skarmory and you're saying they didn't
1: switch out their skarmory
0: (laughs) no they did switch out their skarmory to what to lantern because they didn't okay, bring S so, Cons.
1: So, so they so they did switch to the mirror.
0: Yes. They switched to the mirror okay. and then and then trainer and then Trainer one two three just wanted to use Galarian Rapidash, so he sent it in and just high horsepowered everything to death. The end.
1: Uh, I mean they they would have surprised me because
0: as you could tell from my delight, I, I had <laughs> no idea. That's fair. Just a double a double nuke Galarian Rapidash. It's gonna happen. But okay, enough enough uh, theory crafting. I,
1: I do I do think that Agent Avocado was kind of stuck making the most of their double steal, where that, that 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 point. combo kind of looks the best for them. And then it's all right. the <laughs> The mill tank is pretty uh, potentially neutral, just just because there's no counter user on on. 1-2-3 ABC's team, but...
0: That's honestly a fair one, too. But already, so... Swampert ain't bad either, I guess. I mean, Swampert's not too, too bad. It does it does the work, but it just... I mean, the only one it reliably wins against is Lantern, and possibly Sableye. I don't know enough of the Galarian, the Galarian Rapidash matchup, so I'm not even gonna comment on that one.
1: Yet. <laughs> I... I... Assume... The rapidash just outpaces because the the body slams would do enough to the Swamper, but now now I kind of just want to check. We can we can we can today I learned this.
0: We're gonna today I learn this right now. Yeah. Alrighty, let's hear it. Now, for those of you listening at home, this is gonna take about a couple of seconds of the <laughs> magic of editing. Yeah, we can
1: we can we can really get this. So we think it's it's body slam high horsepower. Yeah.
0: Okay. The suspense is killing me.
1: Okay, pretty pretty comfortable. Kind of pretty comfortable for Swampert, ah. and that and that just because the high horsepower is too expensive. The Rapidash would win CMP if it had a 45 energy move to throw, but it doesn't. So like, it, it doesn't even necessarily matter that it had like that we put a high horsepower on it. It just doesn't have a way to do quite enough.
0: Okay, well, okay. Today we learned together. Yep. except for uh, trainer123abc who's just like I knew it! I knew it!
1: Yeah, because e- yeah, even Megahorn is 55.
0: That's a bummer. Alrighty, well that is going to wrap up our final our final, our wrap up our final tier. Wrap up the final tier of this podcast. Once again, congratulations to all the teams getting promoted to those that are being relegated, don't give up you know you had a bad cycle you can always turn it around in the next cycle and you know you're just one or two honestly the way that you're looking the way that i kind of look at it is you're just one or two games that could have gone your way and you would be right up there with the best of them that's my that's my wholesome talk of the day
1: well yeah and it's and it's it's still a big commitment and i mean that in regards to factions in general where if you're not feeling accomplished just for competing, like maybe that's something to kind of take a step back and kind of reaffirm for yourself that it's a lot of time and do that part first or it's like, just good job for showing up, like point A. And then after, (laughs) after you feel good about that, then you kind of jump into, okay, like nitty gritty, what, what macro things can we actually do if we, if we want to move back up or look at what we can do to improve as a team.
0: Right. And especially with some teams you know, with some teams being, you know, some players are leaving, some other teams are looking, so who knows? Maybe there's going to be a team that's out there saying, hey, you know what? Maybe this team wasn't the best for me. I'm going to go try my luck over here. Or, if you're a player and you want to start your own faction, I 100% would support it. I'm just going to let you know, it's going to be a lot of work getting it off the ground. So it, yeah, it's,
1: to- it's not less work to go from being a player to being a captain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of work, but I, I believe that everybody can do it. If, if Honestly, if myself can do it, the taco that doesn't really know his own type matchups... I know you. You all can do it because you at least know your tight matchups,
1: and, and maybe phonics. <laughs>
0: hey, now that's a I, that's a, why are you coming after me like. That? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, but with that being said, we are going to take a quick commercial break. But we will be right back after these messages to you know continue theory crafting. Hello, Dragon Tamers! Tago Dog here, coming to you all with a special announcement. We are recruiting an Ultra League and Master League Specialist for the upcoming Cycle 4. If interested, please fill out the Google form that will be in the show notes or message myself on Twitter. Come join the hottest faction in the North American Conference.